I'm just going to say it, okay? I'm going to say it. Nazis were bad. <laughs> and one of the uh, worst things they did uh, was getting rid of people who would have been a burden or deemed as a burden on the society, including unborn babies. Uh, but nowadays we are being told that it's good to get rid of unborn babies because they would be a burden on Karen from accounting. <laughs> and her aspirations of getting a promotion. If anything, Nazis made a better case. <laughs> Bear with me on this one. We cannot sustain the war effort if we were to take care of the likes of you. So you got to die, unless you can become a German soldier who can also speak English, because according to all future World War II movies, the Wehrmacht personnel <laughs> talked English to each other. Otherwise, you got to die. Your mom is a junior events manager with Thompson & Thompson. <laughs> She wants to become a senior events manager with Thompson & Thompson. At least the Nazis had a clear defined goal based on solid geopolitical principles. Some of you are sitting here thinking, the Nazis did make a lot of sense. <laughs>you're never supposed to raise the issue of the Nazis, yet the comparison is so perfect when it comes to abortion, you'd think, oh, you want to use that all the time, but you can't. Because somehow in today's political climate, you're just not allowed. It's an untouchable. Well, there is one area in which it still is very usable, and that's in comedy, because in comedy, you can almost say anything. But who is ever going to do that in a comedy routine? Well, there is one person. His name is Nick DeSanto. He's actually, he bills himself as the only pro-life comic. And uh, we've got him right here on the John Hunter Wrestling Show. Stay tuned. Welcome to LifeSite League. What are we? We are change. We are relentless. We are a voice for the voiceless. We are prayer warriors. We are journalists. We are activists. As citizen journalists, we, members of LifeSite League, contribute stories to LifeSite News from across the world. Christ is calling you. He is calling every single one of us to fight, to fight for truth and stand on the front lines with our greatest weapon in our hand, the rosary. The world we are living in is encompassed by evil. It is mocking God, killing babies in the womb and burning down our churches. And what are so many of us doing? We are standing by in silence. Or worse, we are compromising and joining the devil's army out of convenience. But not anymore. LifeSite News brings to you the League. We stand on the side of Christ. We stand for truth and are ready to transform the culture we are living in. There is no time to waste. There is no time for weakness. Join the fight for truth now. Join LifeSite League. Nick DeSanto, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Let's begin as you always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
So you, sir, are the first comedian I have ever interviewed. Um, and stunningly so. Um, we played a clip at the outset here about uh, your very, I'd say, courageous take on things. It is hilarious. But uh, you describe in your routine that the people in the audience are much nicer than they were at a college. Um, why don't we just jump right in there? Have you had these weird experiences at colleges where you're not accepted at all? Yes, I have. Thanks for the invitation, by the way. Of course, uh, comedy, stand-up comedy is very much um, frequented or popular. It's popular among uh, young people. Um university students or college students as you tend to put them put it um in in america when i started i was um a bit younger <laughs> not as young as your typical uh, college or university student but um a lot of people who come to uh comedy nights are young in that sort of age and also a lot of competitions for uh, new comics or up and uh, coming comedians so to speak are held in these uh, university campuses. And that was also my experience. And of course, the kind of material that I do, as you have uh, seen or just shown, it doesn't go down very well in today's uh, <laughs> um, climate that we have at colleges. What gave you the gumption nonetheless to go for it? I think the idea maybe sounds a bit cliche, but at, at the end of the day, it is, it is true. You want to be true to yourself. I would say, Writing jokes is not easy, and doing stand-up is not easy. Um, a favorite comic of mine who is no stranger to cancel culture, and his name is Andrew Lawrence, uh, a British comic, he has this uh, joke. He says, comedians come on stage and start by saying, it's great to be here. But, uh, you know, you have to go around gigging. Traffic is horrible. Driving is horrible. Public transport, if you use it, is horrible. Uh, clubs might be horrible. And you do this for uh, next to no money. So when people come on and, uh, and start by saying, oh, it's great to be here. And that's what Andrew, Andrew Lawrence said. Man, your house must be really, really terrible. <laughs> so at the end of the day, if you want to do stand-up comedy for next to no money and uh, sometimes inclement audiences, you might as well be true to yourself. I always uh, think to myself, and I think this sounds funny, I hope, but it's it's true, and that's more important. Does the world need another comic who does jokes about dating apps or the price of um, avocado toast or the battle against um, autism? Because there are a lot of other comics who are already doing this uh, properly much better than I am. So I thought, you know, and I joke about this as well, but again, it's, it's, it's true. Being a conservative or right-wing or Christian comic, it has the upside of becoming very easily the best in your field because there's little <laughs> competition. <laughs> Indeed. So tell us a little bit about yourself because um, you explained in your routine how uh, you came from, I think it's Iran, and um, things were pretty tough. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and, um, and how that motivates you. Uh, my father was an Iranian diplomat. That's how I traveled a bit. And I was born in Italy, but very much against my will, I had to spend my high school years in Iran. Um, so the good thing about that, if you want to put the positive or see the silver lining, is that I experienced that sort of 
religious uh, Islamist theocracy dictatorship. And then when I went back to Italy, I went um, not to the place where I was born, which is the, the great city of Rome, but I went to Bologna, which boasts the West's oldest uh, still functioning university. But very much the stronghold of the Italian left, the birthplace of once the the West's biggest communist party. And uh, actually, um, interesting, the um, communist um, philosopher or ideologue, if you like, Antonio Gramsci, is the one who came up with this doctrine of the silent, gradual march into the, into the institutions. And that's pretty much what they have done. Uh, university campuses, but also other areas of culture, Hollywood, advertising. I have a lot of respect for comics who do everyday mundane topics and make that sort of stuff uh, funny. Uh, but uh, I have always been a political person, very, very much politics and current affairs oriented, also because of my background. And I thought, hey, if you can make people laugh, and at the same time, be socially useful or, you know, have some sort of a service to the society. Why not? Because I used to be a journalist and that's a job I had to leave because um, they being a legacy media outlet deemed my uh, conservative comedy in contradiction or uh, somewhat a, something that could have blemished their reputation over their impartiality, if you can perceive mainstream media nowadays as impartial, but that, that's another story. Um, so I thought, okay, if I'm no longer a journalist, maybe I can be useful being a comedian. So it's basically the best of both worlds, you know, entertaining and entertainment for the sake of entertainment is fine, but if you're also teaching or if you're also making people uh, to think, you know, if you are being thought provocative and that's, that's the best reaction. People, when people come to you on, or write to you, you know, I, I never thought about that or I was thinking that, but I never dared uh, say that. And, 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 and you also, again, stand out as a comic. So again, that joke that I usually say at the end of my routine, okay, You've been a wonderful crowd, and I have been uh, the funniest conservative act of the night. And it's almost always true. Huh? <laughs> it's mathematically true because you are the only one. Why pro-life? Um, was there something in your life or, um, um, you know, that, that occurred to you somehow that really got you to be pro-life and, and then speak on it? Well, I think I was always pro-life. This has been a major debate. Uh, one of the major and controversial debates of our lifetime. It has been going on, as you know, for for decades, but over the past few years, n now we have um, Roe v. Wade uh, uh, almost a year ago, just over a year ago. Uh, but where I live, and I live in England, it was a major issue a few years back when a referendum in Ireland, which is, um, you know, a predominantly Catholic country, or used to be, that referendum uh, was won by the so-called pro-choice crowd. And I, re I remember looking at that, and I was a journal TV journalist at that time, looking at this um, huge 
square somewhere in the middle of Dublin, I suppose, and all these young women were celebrating and it made me think, what, what, what are they exactly celebrating? Because we all like to, you know, those jokes, sometimes meaning jokes about, you know, feminists and, and, uh, the pro-choice people who are maybe not attractive enough to even be in a relationship or a family, but these are all attractive, young, healthy, you know, women, Irish women celebrating the so-called right to, to kill your unborn child. And that made me think, and of course, I, 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 um, mm-hmm. when this happened to, to me in terms of my comedy, I, I started somewhere around 2017, 2018, and I was at it. I still am not big, in it, but as a comedian, but I was a pretty, I was, I was an absolute beginner at that time. And I started again experimenting with, with some jokes as a, any comedian is supposed to do. And I was shut down very soon by a couple of clubs because I tried a few uh, pro-life jokes and um, that kind of made me even more eager to to examine this area and, and, and I mean, because this is what you're supposed to do after all <laughs> you know you need to experiment and you need to push the boundaries and satire is by definition is speaking truth to power and, and who has the most power nowadays Feminists or these third, fourth, fifth—I don't know which wave we are at now—but they are everywhere. They are on TV commercials, institutions, workplace, and these are the powerful people, and they have the dominant narrative, which might be right, but I don't think it is. But as a comic, as as someone who does satire, it's your responsibility to to challenge that narrative, and of course, if you believe in that, all the more reason. And when the Roe v. Wade um, was overturned by the Supreme Court, again, we had this major debate in the U.S. As you know, then uh, a, a few months ago, we had this uh, referendum in in Ohio, uh, which didn't work out for the pro-life people. But but anyway, and this is again uh, uh, <laughs> in the run-up to the election in the U.S., Democrats are trying to make it a, an issue. Um, hoping that they can maybe hurt Republicans or scare people into not voting for Republicans. So, especially on the back of, uh, or in the wake of uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned, I did this uh, routine and I thought, okay, now I'm going to do a, a, a routine, not, not just a couple of jokes, but uh, almost a whole routine uh, coming from my my perspective. And and I tried it first uh, in, in Reading, a town near London, uh, I think it was in October 2022, and it went surprisingly well for for this kind of topic and for an area near London. And and then I I did that again uh, with this um, uh, club called Comedy Only, to whom I'm very grateful because they uh, entertain and uh, support uh, free thinking comedy. I did it last early last year, and I posted it in May, I think, um, and it has just uh, exceeded one million views on YouTube. Uh, I'm very happy. Has your comedy that you know of um, affected anyone in terms of their beliefs on life? I don't know if it has made anyone change their lives, their their their, their views on life or on life before being born, um, so to speak. 
but uh, of course I, I received a lot of comments uh, mostly on on YouTube and uh, most of them uh, have been positive maybe it's because the algorithm is doing a good job <laughs> offering the video to the people the algorithm deems already favorable because that's that's what they do but um, apart from many complimentary comments and people who are already on your side it's always good to be you know praised and admired and receive the love and affection of of, of people in your own uh camp uh, right but uh, in a, in another way the best comments i receive are always from the people who say well i don't agree with you but this was this was funny because at the end of the day it must be comedy it shouldn't be preachy or, or or a sermon it has to be comedy for it to 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 work um and other comments where people say you know i'm not exactly pro-life but i'm seeing that you're making some some good points or, or some valid points and, and of course that's the ultimate goal uh next to the goal of making people laugh and, and entertaining them it's just a thing and that's that's the premise of my routine isn't it that that's that's that's, that's the starting point if Nazis were bad for doing this to the so-called defective unborn babies or fetuses because they would have been a burden on the war machine or on the war effort. Okay, if, if, if that is horrible, high contaminating a pregnancy where the baby is, in most cases, perfectly healthy or is going to be healthy, and you are just doing it out of fear convenience, right? And you want to you keep, keep going out with friends or colleagues for drinks or do Peloton, you know? So, so that's the contrast I'm trying to, to create and to, to joke about, but that's the, that's the bottom line. I don't know if anybody has changed their view entirely on, on this issue, but, uh, at the end of the day, uh, as an observer, as a comedian, as, as a satirist, your job is to make people think and to point out, you know, the absurdities or the um, discrepancies in, in, in this edifice that is the, well, it can be any, any, um, idea or ideology, but in this case it's the pro-choice, um, uh, ideology or belief system. It's a great thing. You're a former journalist, so you're a storyteller and, um, it's very interesting because your routine while being very funny is also very, very true. And I think some of the laughs you get are just that. They realize it's so true. Um, that particular segment about the Nazis have relatively good reasons for their killing the unborn children. But as you said, here, we're doing it so Karen can go to Peloton. I, it's stunning. It's stunning. And it's, it was hilarious. But it was stunningly true. How have stories, um, and and I, is that part of your art to cultivate stories, uh, to be able to tell these um, in in a satirical way that will get garnered laughs, but also make people think. I'm I'm not exactly sure how I do it, and I don't say it exactly, or I don't say it in a pretentious way, and that's that's pr uh, precisely why I'm fascinated by by comedy and by stand up, and that's why I I I, I started this. Um, 
and and I'm doing this in 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 English, which is not really my first or even my my second language. I always like languages and learning languages and different languages, and especially I liked English. Maybe it's because it's so direct, or well, it's, it's 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 a predominant language of the world, and I'm always fascinated by how jokes work because you can even tell the same joke in different rooms and it doesn't work in the same manner. It depends on the audience, depends on the mood, depends who says it. Sometimes you say, well, whatever works. If it's work, if it's if it's working, then then it's right. And yeah, there's a part of me who wants to analyze everything and decide, okay, how, why is this working? Because if you if you capture and discover the magic formula, then you just rinse and repeat and you come up with with more jokes. I think I think in this case the reason it is it, it, it works is is the sheer contrast and the sheer taboo because you are you're combining two taboo um areas. One is uh, abortion and the other one is the Nazis and, and the woke left apparent Nazi and Hitler into an overused uh, overstretched insult to the point that it has almost uh, lost or uh, its 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 impact because well you you say let's let's control the border and you are not and so on and so forth. Um, so here I, I I make these two uh, I make I draw this parallel between the Nazis and the and the pro choice and I think that is that is a, already a, a funny comparison uh, and a stark similarity in the in the logic and the stark difference because. The Nazis, you know, yeah, they 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 had a flat land. They even have a word for that in German, which I learned at the university. But I forgot. But they have a they have the curse of the flat land. They had to they had to fight. You know, that, that's that's real politics for you. Any last thoughts from you in terms of what what your next moves will be and um, what future plans might be for you? I have been encouraged by the positive response I have received. Um, Thankfully, we are in an era where the TV producers of the legacy media or, or, or club owners or promoters are no longer the only gatekeepers to, to stand-up comedy. And that's maybe our only hope uh, because thanks to YouTube, uh, thanks to... Uh, social media, people can make a name for themselves and spread the message. And in this case, I have received a lot of good feedback, which also makes me feel, you know, sort of vindicated because I had a re- relatively good job, which I had to leave because of because of my comedy and because I decided to, you know, uh, make a stance. And... Um, and a lot of people say, "Well, you need to you need to go on because um, again, if I don't do it, how many other people are doing this?" So, what I hope for my future is that because we are in this culture war, and because comedy is probably our last trench, uh, it's an uphill battle even in comedy because you know, comedy like other areas of culture has been uh, almost monopolized by by the left. But here you have the so-called Vedic defense. You can say, well, I was joking. Why can't you take a joke? It's all an act, even if it's, it's not always an act. And, 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 I, and I believe in those jokes, right? To, to get back 
in the game to to fight back to resist the hegemony of 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 the left and the global elite, the ones who just want to turn us into people with no identity, no nations, no borders. All people are going to be atomized, beige, faithless, nationless consumers that they can dominate. The situation is so dire and so bleak that you need this sweet pill of comedy to, you know, alleviate the pain of facing these uh, these issues. So you are entertaining people, but you are also making them aware of what is going on, giving that food for thought and resisting uh, the dominance and that relentless march of the faithless globalist lefty into our institutions and into our culture. Nick DeSantos, so good to be with you. Thank you for that and for your company. God bless you. Thank you for me. My pleasure. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.